This is CliffCentral.com. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. My name is Sonia Booth. Yesterday I asked for her Twitter handle and she responded, I'm not good with social media. Let me search for it. Really? <laughs> Taya, <laughs> welcome to the Opinion Booth. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Did you really, 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 really forget your Twitter handle or was that a strategy to prevent me from following you, stalking you? Um, I just admitted to you about two minutes ago that I actually forgot the password. And you still yeah. forgotten yeah. the I, password. I have. <laughs> and it will most probably stay like that for like a very, 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 very long time. But I'll create a new one just for you so we can follow each other. Mm. Mm. What if I told you that I uh, cracked your uh, password? Because you're, be you're not you're not the only one with IT experience. Because I know I know I know I've, I've seen your CV. You know I know you hack into people's bank accounts. We're going to talk <laughs> off air about how to hack into a billionaire's uh, bank account. How's how's that for you? Perfect. Yeah. So now Gary Chapman says that there are ways to express and experience love. Mm-hmm. Love languages. We have receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service that is devotion and physical touch. According to this theory. Each person has one primary and one secondary language. What are yours? Sure. Um, I think mine was definitely, um, definitely in terms of language. I think that's a big one for me. And uh, also service. So acts of service is, is a big one for me. Yeah, because I remember I asked you via WhatsApp yesterday and you actually said receiving gifts. <laughs> Receiving, you, so I like receiving. You, lo- you love, you love to be spoiled. I mean, are you the kind of girl that will just go and pamper yourself at a spa or just take out a spa day or a spa night package? Or do you wait for Danielle to spoil you, you know? I, I think I wait to be spoiled, but uh, it would be nice. But time, you know, it's always getting away from us. Okay. But spa days, we were supposed to have a spa day today. We, we are going to have a spa day uh, <laughs> later, later on, uh, before the end of the year. It remembers my birthday next week on Monday, so who knows? I might, I might just uh, send you an invite with uh, a spa package from uh, Skins and Spa. And actually, talking about pampering, we have Rettis and Colette from Skins and Spa just down the road here, um, walking distance. Actually, you know, uh, lucky, lucky for us, we I can walk from the studio and straight into the spa. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. Thank you. Is the walking after all the wine or what's happening there? (laughs) Um, Well, you know, yeah, at least I won't have to worry about driving. You know, that's that's the beauty about it. But then the problem is that where am I going to sleep afterwards on that big yellow couch outside there? Can I sleep at your spa? Maybe don't you have like a room? Maybe no. Well, some of the customers might complain about that, but Mm. we can we can make a plan. So now, is it at night or during the daytime? What are you talking um, about? Well, actually, do you have (laughs) night uh, night packages? We unfortunately don't. But um, you, you must really consider about, you know, those, um, you know, hardworking people who've got like crazy hours and who just want to really escape all the crying kids at night, you know, um, who want to leave so the kids. So what do we do with the kids? Night, night nurses. No, they all leave right. the kids with the night nurses, you know, and then uh, they come and have a spa night. You yeah, know, that sounds like a good idea. Have I just convinced you? You have. You okay. Have, now, now you, we, we all know that November presents Black Friday. Correct. What can we expect from Skins? Awesome. Very exciting stuff. So on our website um, and on our app, um, skinsense.co.za, all of our um, Black Friday specials will be loaded. um, And um, it's not to be missed, this I promise you.
Mm. Definitely not to be missed. But unfortunately, it's a real you treat. have to wait until you have to the wait. 22nd to, you know, for, for the specials to be revealed. So, uh-huh. mm. and will, will, uh, cause I know you also have an app. Yes. Will those specials be available? And yes. the loyalty um, programs and rewards, do those people who have an app installed, will they get to hear about those discounts yes. and giveaways day before mm. maybe, for example, as a sneak preview, no? Um, yeah, definitely, because um, obviously you know the notifications that you receive on the app, so they our um, exclusive app um, clients will definitely get like a sneak preview. And Facebook, and uh, so obviously we'll we'll punt the specials on Facebook as well. Yes. Um, we'll send out an SMS to the customers that's already on our database, but the rest of the Joe Berg must actually look out on social media, and it's really not to be missed. Very exciting. So you're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram? Yes. yes you're on Instagram yes. as well. And then the festive season packages. Mm. We all love to be pampered, especially <laughs> around the jolly season, as we call it, right? Exactly. So basically, for November, we've got our most popular two-for-one massage. Um, you bring your friend, and you actually pay for only one massage. So you get one massage for free. Basically. Because it's your birthday, you two ladies can come. And just enjoy the day with us. Thank you. Yeah. No, no well, paying. I'll, 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 I'll bring Taya because she's she's a hardworking woman. And she yeah. she deserves all the all the pampering. Yes, Thank and you. that's obviously for an hour full body massage. So that is um, only for November, but we also do have packages. Um, also about three or four hours. If you come for facial and a and a mani, a massage, a wash and blow, and a lunch. Um, and then also th- that is for one four double five, and then if you also bring a friend with, you get more value of, or more discount basically. Then it's um, two seven for the same type of um, treatments, two facials, two massages, two manicures, two wash and blows, and then also both of you can have lunch. But I think with the main thing is with a spa, and you mentioned now you don't have a full day to go and relax. And it's not only just about relaxing for the whole day and you don't need to. You can come in for an hour treatment or just to have your manicure or just for your facial, just what you need. So, so I think the, 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 the thing with the spa, it's not only just you have to take a whole day off or half day off. You know, I spoke earlier about the fact that for me it's walking distance from the studio because yes. um, whenever I've had treatments mm. uh, there by you, I've, I've always scheduled them just before my show because mm. it's convenient for me. And I like the fact that you, you're surrounded by office parks. You can mm. sneak in a treatment during your lunch hour. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, sorry, and we do have half an hour back, neck and shoulder massage. So if you've got an hour lunch, you know, it's just to pop in and have your half an hour treatment or like a quick express um, facial. And then, and there you go. So it's not a. And you can sit and watch the, the beautiful garden and not the shopping window. Your gardens are amazing. <laughs> I mean, there's so much tranquility. You actually Absolutely. don't even realize that you're right in the hub of Rivonia and, like I said, all the office parks there. You know, commercial parks. You feel like you're actually in a sanctuary. Yeah. Love exactly. it. That's yeah. the whole experience we would like to offer, even with half an hour um, treatment. I mean, after you leave there, you really feel relaxed. So there's Definitely. no excuse not to spoil yourself, exactly. right? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. there you go. So uh, we, we've just put hints out there to our partners to book us a little something, something, mm. you know, just to just to spoil and express their love according to the love languages. Beatrice and colleague, thank you so much for joining it's us. It's a pleasure. And a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks. Who is Taya, the DJ? 
Wow. <laughs> Is that uh, my broad question? <laughs> that's that's that, uh, that's the first thing I want to know. I want to know about the DJ Ms. Heath. M-I-Z-Z. Not Miss. Ms. Heath. Okay. Um, basically who I am, um, is a lover of music. Um, someone who, uh, really believes that through music we are all unified and we have a common purpose and a common goal. Um, I'm also involved with the Smoking Dragon. Uh, it's a great festival that we'll be having at the end of the year over New Year. And above all else, someone who believes in really doing good, um, as best as I can. As well as being a member of the LGBT community, ITQA plus <laughs> community. <laughs> so, um, really what, what, um, my sort of journey has been started working in travel, uh, worked multiple different jobs all over the place in, in the travel industry, got to travel the world. It's been a beautiful experience and I've met so many diverse and wonderful people. Um, through that work, I met Ilza from The Smoking Dragon, who I believe we're going to chat to shortly. We are just now, but I, I, I still wanted to focus a little bit more on getting to know you. Cause okay. I mean, your CV is super impressive. And I mean, I love your response to my WhatsApp message this morning. If you remember, you said, thank you. I can only attribute to a vastly privileged upbringing and the presence of positive role models. Your dad is John Heath. That's right. A pioneer in the biotechnology industry. We are talking about the makings of a high achiever, which you are. Did that put pressure on you to become this hardworking person that you are? Uh, it definitely did. And as I said before, uh, luckily, very a privileged upbringing, a great education, uh, a positive role model in my father, being such a high achiever himself. Um, it really helped me to be who I am, as well as having the full support of my family. I've been really, really blessed. Um, not everybody has that. Uh, in terms of acceptance, accepting who I truly was and however I felt I would present and however I would like to be, um, they've been there for me every step of the way. Love that. Yeah. Kudos to your dad. <laughs> we love dads like that. Supportive parents are, you know, the cornerstone of any child's upbringing, right? Absolutely. So now you spoke about Elsa. Um, I believe yes. she is joining us via Skype. Uh, Elsa is the founder of the Smoking Dragon Festival. Welcome to the Opinion Booth. Thank you. Are you well? How's how's the weather uh, there? Because we, I'm 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 dressed in a in a it's very warm uh, uh, dress uh, for winter. Well, this it's it's very very welcome rain. Uh-huh. We we look out onto the second highest waterfall in the world, and and at the moment it's there's no water coming. Out, so. Oh dear. So so so. So, um, no, we need rain. Hey? So this is lovely. Okay. I'm loving it. I'm, I'm glad you're loving the rain. So now, Taya and I spoke about langu uh, love languages earlier on. Now, I want to engage you on the universal language. I'm obviously referring to music. What is the Smoking Dragon Festival all about? Well, the festival, it's, it's about breaking down barriers, you know, and music is, is that beautiful way of doing that. So... The lineup is extremely important to us because we, we feel that when you showcase different genres, you attract different followers. And so all these little cliches and these little cliques end up meeting in a wild place at this very emotional time of the year, which is New Year's Eve. 
Um, and just because of this common appreciation of music, you find people, uh, they just, they aren't in, in an urban setting. They aren't in a situation where they're in a, in a business, uh, you know, meeting or something or, or, you know, in a restaurant where they're sitting in their own table. It's a, it's a situation where they're three days, they're spending time together. They, they look over and they think, wow, that guy's really enjoying that tune. And then they might go over to that person and talk. Um, I just feel it's, it's, it's because it hits the emotion of a human music. It carries you, you know. So our festival is out there three days in the mountains. And uh, the name comes from Drakensburg, like Dragon, Drakensburg. And the smoke symbolizes the fire. There's always fires, especially over New Year. And also the smoky mists in winter. Um, and the, the whole idea of Smoking Dragon has been going for about, this will be its ninth year. Smoking Dragon was born um, because we, we run a backpacking lodge. We own a backpacking lodge, the foot of the mountains. That's with many foreigners coming into the, in, into the area. And every year we'd have a New Year's Eve party. Hello? So this, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry Karen. Yeah. So this New Year's Eve party developed into this into this big music festival. And every year we kind of added a new stage. What I love about the festival is that it is a project of the non-profit company RAISE, R-A-I-S-E, as an, as an acronym, right? Where you also have pink tents and you also have pink uh, workshops. What, what is that all about? The pink workshops um, are basically... So, so what happened was, was um, we, we realized that we... At the festival, we had, um, uh, in the beginning, we had a very mixed group of people coming and, and, and um, attending. Okay. And yeah. so what happened was we found that over time, as a group began bigger, um, the mixed sort of scene slowly became more and more heteronormative. Okay. Until the LGB people sort of slipped back into the shadows. Um, and we felt, well, the whole, the whole feel of our place was so, because all the people from all over the world, all different people that represent different things, and suddenly this had sort of disappeared, this whole feeling. Because as it grew, um, you know, a little bit of homophobia that people carry with them into spaces and that whole sort of, um, I don't mean to run down other festivals, but it is quite a macho kind of uh, scene. And so we devised a plan. And we decided on the pink tent, which is a space that openly states that all genders and sexual preferences are welcome. It sends out the message that Smoking Dragon will not harbor bigots, you know, specifically people who are intolerant towards the LGBT community, but also people within the LGBT community who've become apprehensive of socializing with heterosexuals. So, you know, to be very clear, the pink tent welcomes heterosexuals too. So, you know, that was how the whole pink tent started. And, and although there are five other stages and areas that are um, just, just normal sort of stages, this area is making a statement. 
I believe you are too modest to talk about the fact that you've built a school in Lusutu. Those are, those were the words of Taya. You know, she said to me, just make sure you mention the fact that you know that she's built a school in Lusutu. How does a person as young as you do something so bold and brave, something filled with so much chutzpah to build an entire school? I mean, we're talking about creating a legacy here. Well, you know, it's it's n- not not really a whole. It's it's uh, not like a huge school in South Africa. It's it's actually a section that we built on of a school, um, and it's it's basically because I've been working on the amphitheater backpackers for twenty years. Um, so I'm not that young. <laughs> I, I know your age. Um, you are, you are younger photo. than me. Anyone younger than me is young. <laughs> I know your but age, by the started, way. We started, you know, this. So I met uh, Linda, who's my partner for the last 20, 21 years. And we started this uh, idea of um, involving ourselves in what is called the backpacking industry. And that that industry was was completely unknown, and it, it actually was not even accepted as a legitimate part of the tourism industry at that time, uh, which is quite an interesting thing. We had to fight to be accepted, uh, um, the, the the backpackers, and yet now it's one of the biggest growing sectors of the tourism industry. Um, so I was about twenty four or something, and we had no money. We were living in a little hut without electricity or water or anything, and we started guiding people. Um, and then these people started to say, they were from all around the world, we're guiding them in the mountains. They started to say, can't we stay with you? You know, that blah, blah, blah. It'd be so great. Can't we come and see what you guys do? And at that time, we were visiting an area around the back of Kwakwa. You, you know Kwakwa? Yes. Jaba? Yes. Yeah. So we'd, we'd go through Monanso Pass, which nobody ever does. They always think of Sani Pass or maybe Malilia in the West. We go through into that area and we'd hike. We just follow cattle trails and, you know, around the back of these beautiful caves. And we'd encounter people going about their 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 um, normal life, you know, on horseback with with cone hats and blankets in the caves. Um, it's a very it's a very beautiful area, very very remote. It's actually, at the back of Golden Gate. And while we were there, we <clears throat> saw this little school that was just almost like nothing, you know, very impoverished. Um, you really dedicated uh, uh, people teaching there, the kids without shoes, walking through the snow, you know, very, very extreme sort of poverty. And we started to take backpackers into that area to hike. And when they were there, we'd, we'd, we'd um, you know, we'd, we'd speak to the teachers and things and say, how can we help? And so we've started this whole program where we train up guides and we take foreigners in now and in a, as, a, as a proper sort of little tour for the day and then money from the tour goes towards the upliftment and building of buildings and bringing in stationery and um you know so on and clothes and shoes um so that's that's how that started we we do that we go in there about every second day hiking in the area um and yeah it's it's a lovely natural way of um people meeting one another as well actually um different people, different countries, you know, someone from Germany, someone from Berlin meeting with somebody from Le Bono. <laughs> it's really nice. Young people meeting. Selfless people so such, such as yourself and Taya. 
Say that again. Sorry. Uh, selfless people such as yourself and Taya. Well, you know, I don't know about the fact of the matter is coming from a white background, going to school during apartheid. I was very privileged, you know, and I think the white community in South Africa just can't can often not bring themselves to admit that. And there still is so much privilege. This, you know, the, people talk about not being able to get work, and actually, it's not true. You know, there is there is a huge being white in the world. You're privileged. You can travel around the world, and you can you can get work, especially if you speak English. You know, and so giving back is actually what we should be doing. That is, it's actually so what we should be doing. Profound. Wow. Wow. Well, that's what I, I believe. Wow. I have so much respect and so much time for you. I can tell you right now that 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 is profound. I'm going to ask you, before I let you go, I want to ask you and Taya the, uh, the, the same question, if it does apply, um, but I think it does apply. I mean, Taya, for you, you, you spoke about the fact that you've faced judgment and challenges whenever you try and install these safe spaces at festivals. Mm-hmm. What will it take to alter mindsets? Sure, that's a very good question. Um, and Ilza, feel free to jump in. Um, but I think the more that people are exposed to it, to this and the more that our space is accepted and celebrated, um, it's really a space to celebrate diversity for, as Ilza mentioned, um, people with privilege to actually go and take the time out to give of their, their knowledge, skills, time towards workshops and to celebrate that in this area. Uh, the pink tent comes along with the workshop. So that's a joint space that we could have at multiple festivals. Um, it's more about that giving back, as Ilza also mentioned. And the more people feel that the space isn't there, it's not a harmful space. Um, it's, it's not going to detract from their festival. It's not going to change their experience other than into a, bit, a more positive one. Um, yes, I mean... On that note, uh, it is a, it is quite a pity because uh, the actual the LGBT community and just you know heterosexual beatniks and bohemians and and you know open minded people have have had a really love the fact that we've got this beautiful space that is saying you know um, heterosexuals welcome LGBT anybody you know just it's just making that. Uh, and yet, uh, the people that are supposed to be actually sponsoring and promoting us have had a lukewarm reaction. You know, when, when we've explained to them what our concept is, they've said, oh, those kind of people might turn away clients. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, you know, those clients we don't want round in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, so it's this thing, isn't it, where one wants this 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 uh, tendency for the gay community that stop feeling this feeling of self disgust and self hatred, which leads to this internalized oppression. You know, we need to, we need to move past that, and the only way you can move past that is if you feel wanted by your society. You Absolutely. don't feel like you have to hide, Correct. which is which has been my experience because you know I've been going to festivals and music for a long time, where you don't hold your lover's hand, where you don't you don't show any affection. You just pretend that you're there as a sort of, you know, and you watch other people that are able to hug and, and hold and show their affection, and you know that, that you can't because cause it's risky, you know. That has to stop. 
that has to stop between, but you know, white and black mixed you know, mixed marriages and mixed relationships and you know mixed gender. All of that's got to stop. All this judgment, you know, all this, all this has got to stop. The xenophobia, it's got to stop in South Africa. We've got to rise above it, you know. Absolutely. And I think one more thing, you know, if if people actually. Um, supported this concept and called for festivals to have that same stance um, as Ilza and Smoking Dragon and so on, uh, it would just be better for, for us and we would be able to go and reach out to more communities surrounding those areas. Absolutely. Elsa, thank you so much for joining in from the beautiful region there. And the, you know, Drakensberg, you live in such a beautiful uh, place there, but I believe you're in Durban now, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually sitting with these two naughty little boys, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, en- enjoy the rain and send send some to to the Western Cape, eh? Because I think they need. Yes. yes. Yeah, the Western Cape needs some rain. Yeah. And all but the- listen, no yeah. rain over New Year, right? Because we have a thunderstorm every single New Year. <laughs> speak to speak to Mother Nature, and and in my culture, if you don't want the rain to to fall, then you have to uh, piggyback a uh, tacky, uh, a shoe, a sneaker, with a towel. Oh. Yeah, ask oh. ask around. They'll tell you. So that's what oh. you need to be doing that's what I, day that's before. What I, that's what I haven't been doing. That's what the problem is. Exactly. Been all that that's what you need to do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time and all the best for this the festival. So you're going to come this year, are you? Um, am, am I invited? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> or oh, I might just gate crash. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Okay. We'll, we'll make sure there's no rain. Okay, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll help you. you with that as well. You know, we'll we'll speak to the Queen Mujaji, the Rain Queen, uh, to have mercy on us. Yes. <laughs> Take care. Take care, Elsa. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Th- okay. Bye. Take Yes. Thank you as well. Thank you, time. Sonia, for having me and sharing your time with us. Absolutely. Thank you. My humble opinion, after all, this is the opinion booth. Paul Makonda, the so-called governor of Tanzania, is a disgrace and a shame to humanity, urging citizens to support or report, rather, homosexuals for roundups is a joke, only not funny. An anti-gay surveillance squad to seek out and arrest gay people only proves self-hate and self-loathing. I say that because you are so bitter that your lousy position of power and pathetic social standing in the community prevents you from living your truth. Nobody chooses to be gay. There is nothing that can cure being gay, but there are plenty interventions to cure your ignorance and stupid barbaric acts. Aspire to inspire before you expire. This is CliffCentral.com.